Hello and welcome to Stu on This. I'm Stu Bittman and this is called Dominate or Domicile. It's June the 1st, which means that 40 years ago today I made one of the better choices of my life and got married. Yoohoo! Uh, <laughs> we won't be celebrating my anniversary today, however, because we decided to get married on Hillary's birthday. It seemed like a great idea at the time. But after a year or two, Hillary decreed that we would not be celebrating our anniversary anymore until the fall, which is nice, gives us something to look forward to. It's sort of tough to think about celebrating her birthday even today with everything going on, but we find it's important to celebrate life and to celebrate joy, so we're going to do the best we can with that. In the meantime, she turned 64 today, and that, of course, brings to mind the song When I'm 64, which I first heard in 1967. Oh, my God. And in 1967, being 64 seemed a long way off. <laughs> and here we are. I still have three months to go. 1967 was a wonderful year. Uh, it was the summer of love. It seemed like a new normal was really emerging, a new normal based on love and compassion and peace and brotherhood and sisterhood and cooperation in a world that works for everyone. It was such high hopes. And uh, then 1968 came along and pretty much took care of that. 68 was a dark year. Um, we had uh, the war in Vietnam escalated greatly. We had assassinations of uh, Bobby Kennedy and then Martin Luther King, which of course led to a series of violent protests around the country that summer. Looking around right now, it doesn't appear that a heck of a lot has changed. I, I know deep down that a lot of things have improved, but I think we never got around to addressing the fundamental issue. And that fundamental issue to me was started a long time ago in the Bible. It's actually either started there or was justified by it or legitimized by it. But there's an unfortunate translation very early in the Bible. It's in the first chapter of Genesis. And the traditional interpretation goes, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Well, that's a loaded one, and uh, particularly thinking about that word dominion, dominion over. That could easily have been translated as it was, as dominate, or it could have been translated as domicile. And that would be a whole different energy. Dominate implies separation and force and control. It implies that someone's in a position to decide, to decide which things on the earth were or are less valuable or more valuable than others. And though it may have started with us separating mostly from the planet and starting to manipulate it for our benefit at the planet's expense... It was inevitable, I think, that we were going to apply that strategy also to how to deal with each other. And domination in in our dealings with each other has been the old normal for a long time, and that thrives on separation and fear and inequality and oppression. Domination requires something or someone to be dominated. And then those things that are dominated 
I don't like to be dominated. And if you think about it, there's very little in our culture or civilization that is not based on this idea of conflict, competition, and domination. Whereas domicile implies home. That's what it means. It implies that we had a stewardship and have a stewardship and a responsibility, just like we would do in our own home, to ensure that everyone's needs are met, that everyone's safe, that everyone's loved. It means a world that works for everyone. You know what? I'm sure everybody wants that. I am sure even that stewardship for others is behind a lot of the choices that people are making right now in the pandemic. And I'm not going to talk about those choices this time. I just want to say that maybe we can use all this concern for each other and all this pent-up energy and all this uh, seeming willingness to put up with stuff for each other to begin to create the kind of world that works for everyone. And I believe that starts with starting to look at this world as a domicile and not something, something to dominate. Domination is the old normal, and it's old. And it has led to a whole bunch of things that have become normalized, that have been around so long that we're, you know, we're used to them. We don't, it's like living by a sewage plant. After a while, it's not going to stink as much, but that doesn't mean it doesn't stink. And it's important to remember that there are segments of our population for which a lot of this stuff that's become normalized stinks all the time. So, yes, the task to unravel these things and the task to return to a worldview of domicile versus domination seems very difficult, seems seems like it would unravel the entire fabric of society. But, hey, you know what? Maybe that's what we need. And maybe that's what's happening. Personally, I've been on this quest for 30 years, and I often feel like Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill only to have it come down, especially <laughs> that's kind of how it feels right now. But I still know in my deepest heart of hearts that we're all still essentially good. We're all essentially compassionate beings that crave connection and love and joy and peace over everything else. So perhaps this pandemic is the thing that will finally wake us up to the fact that we're all indeed in the same boat. And, and there's no room in that boat for domination. Where do we start? Well, how about we start in our own home? How about we start with the world? How about we think about the choices we make, just like we've been thinking about the choices we make at this current time, but always the choices that we make affect the planet, affect each other. And those choices, if we think about it, can no longer be a choice based on domination. We can no longer dominate this planet and expect it not to rise up and defend itself. And I think that's part of what's happening now. And our own homes, our families can certainly maybe use some work in becoming more of a domicile, more of a peaceful, clean, loving home than a 
place of domination and control. And then there's our body, which is certainly a home for us. Can you and I make our body more of a home, more of a cleaner, healthier home? Oh, yes, I think so. Yeah, in fact, I believe we all have a responsibility to make our body a clean, healthy home. And that means our choices. That means what we put into our body. That means what we allow to be expressed from our body. That means how we take care of our body. And and the truth is that our healthcare system is always going to be potentially overrun as long as it has to deal with a bunch of chronic diseases that are a direct result of our lifestyle choices and the choices we've made about this planet. And there's a home that's even deeper. There's a home that we're in 24-7. Well, I suppose we're in our body 24-7, but then again, many of us are not. But that's another story. We're all in our consciousness. Our consciousness is our home 24-7, and I believe we all could use some work about making that more of a domicile, more of a safe, loving place, rather than a place of domination and control. If you need some help, especially with that last one about making your consciousness a safe neighborhood, about, about making your own consciousness a domicile, I would refer you to the first 31 episodes of Stew on This. In the meantime, my intention is to keep rolling this boulder of love uphill for as long as it takes. For as long as it takes for enough of us to get behind that boulder and push it finally over the top. And a true new normal of love, a true new normal that honors this world as our home and each other and everything on this planet as part of that home, as equal, respected, honored members of that home. Until that new normal gets over the top and starts rolling downhill, guess I'll keep pushing. Yeah, I'll stew on that. Happy anniversary to me and to Hillary. And happy birthday. See you next week.